0: In the 1860s, there was a Swedish chemist by the name of Alfred who invented dynamite. And that invention made him a very, very wealthy man. I mean, in that day and time, he would have been like the Elon Musk of his day. Lots and lots and lots of money. Now, like any invention like that, eventually the military got hold of it. And eventually criminals got hold of dynamite as well. And they started to use it to, like, you know, blow things up and and cause all kinds of destruction and aid in their crimes. In 1888, then, Alfred was very, very surprised when one morning he woke up, opened up the French newspaper, and read his own obituary. Right on the front page, the merchant of death is dead. Now, what had actually happened was his brother was the one who had passed away. But they had thought it was Alfred and there it was, this headline, the merchant of death is dead. And that so disturbed him. He's like, that's my legacy? That's how people are going to remember me? Is this merchant of death? He said, I- I've got to do something. I-, I, need to, I need to change. I can't continue along this path anymore. And so he backed away from his company. And he ordered his financial advisors to take his money and start to give it to people who are benefiting mankind, not destroying mankind. Now, I haven't yet mentioned Alfred's last name. Anybody know what Alfred's last name is? Anybody got a guess? Or maybe you've heard the story before. You know what it is? Anybody? Somebody said it. Right. Nobel. The guy that once was known as the merchant of death is now known for the peace prize that is named after him and the other awards. That go out in his name every year as well. His story changed, and that's what I want to talk to you about here on this Easter Sunday of 2022, is that your story can change, that there is power in the resurrection of Jesus, which we're here to talk about today. You see, because Jesus died and rose again from the dead, our lives don't have to stay the same anymore. The same power that that Nobel had, that his life was able to change. Your life can change as well. Now, I know some of you are going, man, I don't think my life can change. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know how far my marriage has gotten. You don't know how much my addiction is against me right now. You don't know how much that family or that person, they hurt me so bad. It hurt me. I don't know if I had the power to forgive other people. I don't know if I have the power to live the way that God wants me to live. Here's what I want you to understand. There's good news. You're right. You can't do it. You can, but Jesus' resurrection from the dead, that can do it for you. Your life can change because of what he did for us there on the cross and because of his resurrection. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. A relationship with Jesus can change you forever. Let me give you a great example of of somebody that did that very thing, that his story changed. His name is actually Saul. Saul was a very religious man. He lived about the time of Jesus. And he was very devout, really into Judaism and, and everything that Judaism taught. But then this guy comes along by the name of Jesus, and Jesus is disrupting the system of the day. And guys like Saul, they hated Jesus. They didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. They were hoping, man, I hope this guy gets arrested. I hope this guy rots in prison. And so for Saul, it's good news when he hears that Jesus has been arrested and he's been crucified. He's like, whew, that's done. We don't have to worry about this Jesus guy any longer. But then three days later, some of Jesus' followers, they start to say, you know what? Jesus rose again from the dead. And there's 500 eyewitnesses that they're saying the exact same thing. And they're going all around Jerusalem. They're going all throughout uh, Israel and and other countries even. And they're starting to tell people that Jesus is God in the flesh. And Jesus died on the cross and he rose again from the dead so that your sins can be forgiven. Jesus has the power to forgive you and change you. And Saul's like, this is blasphemy. You can't say things like that. And so Saul, he starts to travel all over the then known world and he's persecuting Christians. He's arresting Christians. He's even ordering the execution of Christians until one day he meets himself, the resurrected Jesus. And that encounter with Jesus, who was alive, wait, 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 in our mind, no, he was dead. He was buried. But wait, he, here he is. He's right here in front of me. And that encounter with the resurrected Jesus, it so changed him that he decided: you know what? I'm gonna continue to travel the world. But now, not to persecute Christians, I'm gonna do it in order to help spread this new message of Christianity, to help people become Christians, to become followers of Jesus. And so he starts to travel. Now, you may know him better by the Greek name that he took on. Not Saul, but Paul. The Apostle Paul, the one that started more churches than probably anybody else and more impactful church plants than anybody else. The same Paul who wrote 13 of the 27 books that we have in the New Testament of Scripture. His life was changed because he encountered the power of the resurrection so no wonder he wrote to one of the churches that he had started in the, the city of Philippi. He writes this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. All I want to know is Christ and experience the power of his resurrection. I mean, that, that was his goal. That's his goal for like, I want to know Jesus, but not just know him intellectually. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to know that in my day-to-day walking around life. And Paul, as he continued to write scripture, he's like, look, I don't want that just for me. I want that for you as well. And when he says you, he isn't just talking about the people in his day and time. He was talking about you here today, live in this room. He was talking to those of you that are watching online that he wants you to experience the same resurrection power that he experienced with Jesus. He writes about this in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 to 20. Paul writes, I pray that you understand the power that God has given all of us who believe in Jesus. It's the same wonderful power he used in raising Jesus from the dead. I love that verse. That the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that is available to all of us to live inside of us, to lead and guide and direct us, to change us, to give us a brand new life, to give us a power over our sin, to give us power over our addiction, to give us power over our broken marriage, to give us power to forgive people who have hurt us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is given as a gift to you. Now, that is a gift you have to reach out and receive it. It isn't automatically given to you. We all must at some point ask Jesus for his forgiveness. We've got to ask him for his leadership in our lives. But when we do that, the same resurrection power that raised him from the dead now lives inside of us. And so Paul says, man, I pray that you understand that kind of power. Now, here's what's interesting the Greek word that we translate as power is actually dunamis, which is where we get our English word dynamite from. Remember Alfred Nobel? He invented dynamite, something that was going to destroy things, that was going to bring death. So his power brought death. Jesus is the exact opposite. Jesus' death now gives us power. Again, the power to change your life. The power to have a brand new life, a fresh start, no matter what is happening, you can overcome your addictions. You can overcome your sin, your doubts, your fears, anything that life may throw at you. Jesus' resurrection power gives you the power and the strength to destroy it and defeat it. And Paul says, I want that for myself and I want that for you as well. And so what I want to do today is I want to look at three different ways that that resurrection power helps us practically each and every day. So if you're taking notes here today, the first thing is this. Resurrection power cancels out my past, present, and future sins. Again, Jesus' resurrection power, it cancels out your past, your present, and your future sins. So many people are walking through life carrying the weight and the burden of their past. being weighed down by the the hurts and the habits that they have, being weighed down by their sin, their mistakes and their failures. And they get overwhelmed with regret. And Jesus wants to cancel all that for you. And by cancel, I don't mean that like you deny that it ever happened or you say that it never happened. By cancel, what we're talking about here is to eliminate something, remove it, to delete it. Think of it this way. You ever been working on a, a project And you get about halfway through and you're like, oh my goodness, this isn't going nearly the way I thought it was going to go. I wish there was just like a a button or something. I could just push the button and start all over again. Have you ever been there before? You're about halfway through a project and you're like, man, I just wish to start all over. Well, what we need to understand is many people, including maybe some of you, that's how you're walking through life. You're walking through life, you're feeling defeated, you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling disappointed in yourself. You're going, man, I wish there was just a way that I could push a button and start the whole thing over. Well, guess what? Again, good news. That's what Jesus' resurrection power does for you. Because he rose, he gives us a brand new life, a fresh start. We can wipe the slate clean. Paul says this in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. But then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all of your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against you and took took it away by nailing it to the cross. And so because of Jesus' death, the record of the charges against you has been canceled. Your sin is eliminated. It's removed. It's deleted. Other scriptural uh, ways that they talk about it is that your sins are, are blotted out. Your sins are washed away. Your sins are wiped away. That means that not only are your sins forgiven, but your sins are forgotten as well. And forgotten not in the sense that like, oh, God forgot it, like he's having a senior moment or something. Not that kind of forgotten. What we're talking about here is that Jesus didn't come to rub your sin in your face. Jesus came to rub your sin away, to take it away. Jesus didn't come to condemn you. Jesus came to save you. In fact, another eyewitness of Jesus' resurrection, his very best friend, a guy by the name of John, he writes a a biography of Jesus' life. We call it the Gospel of John. Here's what he says in John 3, 17. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. How many of you, when you were a kid, had an Etch-a-Sketch? Did you have one of those? Yeah, a lot of old people here. All the young people are like, what? (laughs) All right, I had an Etch-a-Sketch and I'm still in my 40s. Anyway, uh, so maybe not so old. But you know what I'm saying? It's not a toy that anymore that kids are like, oh, wow, this is really fun. But we thought it was like amazing, right? It was this little this little board and you had the little dials and stuff and you're able to draw things. But then when either you were done or you didn't like what you drew, what did you do? You turned it over, you gave it a shake, you turned it back over and what happened? The slate was wiped clean. And what we need to understand is that's exactly what Jesus did for us on the cross. He gave us a brand new story. No longer does our story have to be about sinners who are destined to go to a very real place called hell. No, Jesus, he wrote us a new script, a new story. He shook things up, so to speak. And his death on the cross, it wiped the sleep clean. Now, you know, obviously I'm I'm talking a lot to people, maybe that you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, you've never asked them to be the leader of your life, but just as much, I'm talking to those of you that are already followers of Jesus, because I think a lot of you intellectually, you've prayed that prayer, you're like, okay, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, and be the leader of my life, I mean, I don't want to go to hell one day, And, and intellectually, you've done that, but yet you're still limping through life, you're still struggling through life, you're not walking in that resurrection power that Jesus has given you. He's like, don't you realize what I've done for you? I wiped the slate clean. I blotted all of your sins out. I've washed them away. I've separated your sins as far as the east as from the west. I've buried them in the deepest parts of the sea, never to be remembered anymore. Man, that's good news. But so many people aren't walking in that power. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And we need to walk in that power each and every day. But so many people, that are like, oh, I don't know. You know, I just, I still got sin in my life and stuff. And I, I don't know if God even loves me or not. Look at what Paul writes in Romans 8.1. If you belong to Christ Jesus, you won't be what? You won't be, you won't be punished. You're not going to be punished. Jesus' final word that he spoke on the cross, the Greek word is to tell And so he's hanging there and he says to tell that's not even a spiritual word. You know what it was? It was a banking term, to die. And here's what it means. The debt is paid in full. The final thing that Jesus says on the cross is the debt is paid in full. Every sin that you have ever committed, every sin you will ever commit in the future has already been paid in full. It is finished. The debt is paid. And we have got to start walking in that power that he's given us. We don't have to live in fear that we're going to be condemned. Instead, we can walk in the freedom knowing that our sins have been fully forgiven. So number one, what does the resurrection power do? Gives you the power over your past, your present, your future sins. Number two, resurrection power allows me to walk in a new identity. You know, in today's culture, so many people, they identify themselves by their race or their religion, by their sexual orientation, by the political party that they're a part of, by their gender. Other people, they find their identity in the job that they do or the hobbies that they are a part of. Maybe it's in your alma mater, how you look, the clothes that you have, your marital status, whether you're a mom or a dad or not. For some people, they they find their identity in their addiction or their weight or a health issue that they're going through. Other people, they, they have a label that's their identity, that I'm a divorcee, or I'm an addict, or I'm poor, or I'm adopted. My point is simply this. So many people get defined by who they think they are, who other people think that they are, by the things that they've done, or the things that other people have done to them. But Jesus' resurrection, it changes all that because he conquers sin. Death no longer has to define us. We don't have to be defined in the ways that the world sees us, or Satan sees us, or that you even see yourself. Now we can have the faith to be seen only as God sees us. And really, if you think about it, his opinion should be the only one that really matters anyway. And so how does God see us? Well, throughout scripture, we see things like that you're a friend of God, that you're blessed, that you're complete, that you're whole, that you're a new creation. One of my personal favorites is in John chapter 1, verse 12. John, Jesus' very best friend, he writes this. He says, to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become what? To become the children of God. You're like, wait a second, go aren't we all God's children? No, we're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. You have to be adopted into God's family. How do you get adopted in? You just simply ask. You're going to ask for what? Ask for him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to come into your life. Be the leader of your life. Turn from your sins. Turn from your wicked ways. The, the, the Bible would actually call that repentance. That you were going your way. You were going Satan's way. You are doing your own thing. And what repent means is to do a 180 and start going the other way. That I'm now going to go God's way. It's not about me anymore. I'm going to do his thing. And that's the identity I'm going to walk in now, is that I'm a child of God. Let me ask you a question. How many of your parents are grandparents? Let me see you, raise your hands. I guess if you're a grandparent, that would make your parent, right? <laughs> sort of how that works. Hey, I got a theology degree, not a biology degree. OK? So <laughs> How many of you know that your kids and your grandkids, they have rights and access and privilege to you that nobody else has? Right? There are certain things that your kids and your grandkids, they get to do that nobody else can. And see, that's the good news of Christianity. That when you ask for Jesus' forgiveness of your sins, when you ask Him to come into your life and you repent of your sins, you turn from your wicked ways. He says, You are now my child. And you get rights and you get privileges and you get access that nobody else gets. In other words, you're a son of the king. You're a daughter of the king. That's the identity that we should be walking in. That I am his and he is mine. And so what I'm saying is, don't let the world tell you who you are. Don't let Satan tell you who you are. Don't even tell yourself who you are define yourself in the way that jesus sees you that god the father sees you that the spirit sees you that you are a child of god you're not defined by your feelings or your failures you're not defined by your circumstances you're not defined by the house that you own the amount of money that you make the car that you drive you are defined by god and god alone and he says you are my child you're whole you're complete you're blessed you are forgiven Number three, resurrection power gives me the strength to face challenges or whatever challenges may come my way. You know, being a follower of Jesus doesn't mean that every day is just going to be puppy dogs and rainbows. In fact, Jesus said this. Look at John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You know, regardless of whatever happens in your life, whatever difficulties you may face, whatever curveballs life may throw your way, you have the power to overcome it. And how do I know that? It's because Jesus has already overcome it. Look at Galatians chapter two, verse 20. The apostle Paul says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Remember Paul who was Saul? Saul who was so against Christianity? that he was killing the Christians. He says, now that I've had this experience with the resurrected Jesus, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. That same resurrection power that raised him from the dead, that same spirit now lives in me. Listen, life is unpredictable. You know, life is one minute you're going along fine, the next minute you're getting slapped by Chris Rock, or uh, Will Smith, I should say. You know, you are Chris Rock. Yeah. (laughs) You know, life is unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Your car breaks down. You get the bad diagnosis from the doctor. You get laid off from your job. Life is so unpredictable. Oftentimes we can be disappointed. Life is full of stress and heartaches and setbacks and trials and tragedies. And oftentimes we're like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to handle this on my own. Well, guess what? You can't handle it on your own. Only Jesus can give you the power to overcome whatever life may throw your way, whatever barrier Satan is putting up before you. Paul says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, if the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from death lives in you, then he who raised Christ from death will also give life to your mortal bodies by the presence of his Spirit in you. And I cannot stress this enough today. I cannot stress it enough that the same Spirit who created the heavens and the earth, the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit who came upon the apostles on the day of Pentecost in power, that same Spirit is available to you to live inside of you, to lead you and guide you and direct you and to show you the ways that you should go. That is Power resurrection power. He wants to give you that power every single day, no matter what it is that you face. So here's my question to you as I wrap up. When it comes to the resurrection of Jesus that we're here to celebrate today, is that just like a historical fact to you? Just something intellectually you go, oh yeah, Jesus lived, he died, he rose again, blah, 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 right? And that's all it is, it's just a, Blah, 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 blah. It's just a historical fact. And oh yeah, I guess that means that I'm forgiven of my sins now and blah, 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 blah. Is that all the resurrection is to you? Or have you gotten to the place where you understand the power that we talked about today? That the same spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. Those that have asked for his forgiveness, those that have asked for his leadership, it lives inside of us and it gives us now the power to walk free from our sin. It gives us the power to to live in a new identity. We don't have to be who Satan says we are. We don't have to be who the world says that we are. And it gives us the power to face whatever it is that may come our way. So what is it for you? Are you walking in that type of power or not? Today, I'd encourage you, give your life to Jesus. Die to your sins. Die to your old way of life. That as Paul said, it's no longer about me. It's no longer about what I'm going to do, going my own way. I'm going to repent of my sins. I'm going to go God's way. I'm going to turn from my sins. I died to my old self. And now the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. That's the type of power we need to be walking in. So are you going to trust today that Jesus is still in the resurrection business and will give you the fresh start in the brand new life that he promised over and over and over and over and over and over over again to give you? The choice is yours. God is a perfect gentleman. He is not going to force himself on you. He says, here's the gift I'm offering you. Salvation, forgiveness eternal life forever and a brand new life right here and right now. He says, here it is. It's a gift, but it's up to you whether you choose that gift or not. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity we've had to come together to celebrate your resurrection from the dead. That Satan thought that he had won the victory. That Friday was the end of the story. But little did he know that Sunday was coming. And that three days later, you rose again from the dead. Not just so that we could have eternal life forever, but so that we could have an abundant life right here and right now. And so Jesus, help us to walk in the reality of that there is power in your resurrection so that all of our sins can be forgiven. There's power in your resurrection so that we can walk in a new identity as a child of God. Help us to walk in your power so we can face whatever life throws at us each and every day as life is so unpredictable and so with every head bowed and every eye closed here this morning if you have never prayed and asked jesus to forgive you of your sins you've never asked Him to come into your life to be the leader of your life to show you the ways that you should go if you're ready for that resurrection power to come in you just going to ask that you would raise your hand up nice and high so I can see it. I'll acknowledge it and then you can put it back down. Those of you that are watching online right now, there's a little button that's popping up in the chat. It just says, I'm praying and asking Jesus to forgive me of my sins and be the leader of my life. You just click that little link there. That'll uh, let us know the decision you made and we'll get some information out to you. Anybody here today, yes, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Give me a fresh start. Wipe that slate clean. Just put your hand up nice and high so I can see it and then you put it right back down. Hey, guess am down here. Anybody else? Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Anybody else? I need your resurrection power. If you're here right now and your heart is beating really fast. You know what that is? That's the spirit of God that is prompting you that this is a decision that you need to make. Don't be ashamed of him. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Again, I'm the only one that can see your hand here this morning. Anybody else? Forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Give me a fresh start in a brand new life. And again, those of you online, just click that link there. Let us know the decision that you've made. I'm going to ask everybody to to pray this prayer with me. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for living a perfect and sinless life and dying on the cross so that my sins may be forgiven. I know I haven't been perfect I've messed up. I've sinned against you. I've broken your heart. So please forgive me. Send your spirit, the same spirit that raised you, Jesus, from the dead to live inside of me, to not only forgive me, but to give me the power over sin, to give me the power over death to give me the power over hell, and to have the strength to live each and every day for your honor, for your glory. Starting today, I turn from my sins, and now it's all about you and not about me. So show me where it is you want me to go. Show me what it is that you want me to do. Show me who it is that you want me to speak the good news to. Show me what it is that you want me to give away. Show me who it is that you want me to serve. Again, it's not about me. It's all about you. Thank you, Jesus, that your resurrection power has changed me forever. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we give the uh, person here and maybe those that are online a big hand uh, for accepting Jesus for the very first time here? That's so awesome. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do for those of you that made a decision to follow Jesus, those of you that are uh, online as well. We do have a package of information that we want to be able to give to you because I say this all the time that like when you get married, standing at the altar before family and friends saying, I do, doesn't mean I'm done, right? June 3rd, 1995, when Lisa and I got married, I didn't say, well, I told her I love her and now I'm done. And I guess that, you know, you don't have to do anything else now. Now that's only the start of the relationship. That's sort of the the formal agreement that we got started. It's the same way with a relationship with Jesus. That's what he wants from you. It's not about rules and regulations and rituals. It's about a relationship with you each and every day. And so what does a good relationship with him look like? Well, that's what this package of information is all about. And so here's what I want you to do. If you're here with us and you made that decision, stop out at the Welcome Center afterwards. We got a package of information we'd love to be able to give to you. Anybody can get that package for information, just go on our website, exponential.church. Let us know that you've made a decision right there on the connection card, and we'll do that. Again, those of you that are uh, there in the chat, as part of you clicking that little button saying you've made that decision, uh, we'll get that package out uh, to you. And for those of you, maybe you didn't click the button, or I know we have uh, 14 people at our campus in Hagerstown today, so that's uh, pretty awesome that they got a bunch of people down there. Maybe you're there at the uh, Hagerstown campus. You made that decision today. Just let us know. Either go to our website, exponential.church. We can get that uh, to you. Or you can email me, gilbert at exponential.church. We'll get it out to you as well. But uh, it's so awesome that Jesus is still in the resurrection business. He's still in the life-changing business. Lives are being changed here today. And those who are watching online as well. So one more time, let's give a big hand to Jesus for doing that. Now, one of the things I want to say to every single person that's live here in the room, and I know our Hagerstown campus, you have these as well, but on our back wall there, the sort of, we call it the spider web, uh, but on the web that we have back there, there are cards. And as you're leaving today, I want you to go back and I want you to take a card home. What is the identity that you're walking out of from here. I want you to leave behind that old identity that I'm an addict or I'm a divorcee or I'm no good or I'm poor or I'm broken or whatever the, whatever the label is that you walked in with today. I want you to leave that behind. There's a whole bunch of different sayings and, and slogans that I am forgiven. I am whole. I am complete. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I am a new creation in Christ. So there's a whole bunch of them that are back there and so as you're walking out, I want you to grab one of those cards. Whatever one speaks to you. And I want you to keep that somewhere that you can see it every single day. Just be reminded that, oh, I'm, I'm a son of God. Or I'm forgiven. I'm a new creation in Christ. So grab those. And again, just use that as a reminder. It's so that The Spirit can prompt you all the time of who it is that God says that you are. And most of all, remember, he says that you're his child. And you have rights and privileges and access that nobody else has, including his resurrection power working in you. So let's give him one more, one more time. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that for us.